I'm Kate Hills and I'm on a one-woman mission to save UK manufacturing. Welcome to my podcast where I invite you to join me each week as I shine a light on some of the very best British-made brands and UK manufacturers and offer advice to those that want to make in the UK. But before we get on to today's episode, I just want to tell you about an event that I've got coming up. If you're interested in discovering UK manufacturers and British-made brands from the fashion, textiles and homeware sectors, you should definitely come to our trade show, Make It British Live. Taking place on the 29th and 30th of May 2019 at the Business Design Centre in London, we've got over 200 exhibitors inspiring talks just like the ones on this podcast and it's the perfect place to network with others that want to see UK manufacturing thrive. Registration is now open and if you go to mib.live forward slash podcast VIP I've got a special something for you when you register. I hope to see you there and now let's get on with the show. Welcome to episode 46 of the Make It British podcast. Have you ever exhibited at an event or run a pop-up shop or even been to an event and thought, yeah, you know what, I don't think I've really made the most of this? Or are you due to exhibit at an event or take part in something where you need to display your brand or what you do, your business to its best advantage. And you're thinking, hang on a minute, where do I start? Now, the reason I'm talking about this this week is because it's just a few weeks away until our Make It British Live trade show. And it will be the sixth edition of the event. And I suppose as the person who runs the trade show, I do take it for granted that people have been to events before or they've exhibited at them and they know what to do and how to make the most of it. But as I've been speaking to people this week and I've had questions coming through from some of the British brands and manufacturers that are going to be at our show and who aren't quite sure, you know, what to bring along, what they need to do in advance, what they could do afterwards, it occurred to me that it was probably worth doing a little podcast episode about it that I can share with everyone and that I can also share with you. Now, don't switch off now if you're not exhibiting at a show because this is useful. I'm going to have tips here that are also useful if you're visiting a show or if you're doing any sort of event or even if you're just coming to our event and want some idea of the things that are taking place before and after it. So I have got a list of tips here and what I've also done is I've created a very handy downloadable PDF for you that you can print off and it's a checklist of all the tips I've given here that you need to do before, during and after any event that you might be exhibiting at or taking part in. If you want to get hold of a copy of that PDF, then just go to makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash show tips. That's S-H-O-W-T-I-P-S, show tips, and you'll be able to grab yourself a copy. Right, so shall we start? Tip number one, before the event, any sort of event you're going to, 
find out what the official event hashtag is before. For our Make It British Live one, it's quite simply going to be MIB Live. So it's hashtag MIB Live. Nearly all events these days have an event hashtag and they're really handy because if you're exhibiting at the event and you want to let people know you're going to be there, people are going to be looking out for that hashtag. So make sure you use it in any social media posts that you do on Instagram or Twitter or something like that. But you can also use it to follow announcements and updates and also find out who else is going and who else is talking about it. So find out which hashtag the event is using, what's the official one, and use it and follow it. Tip number two, there's a lot more events these days that are setting up pop-up Facebook groups just for attendees of the event so that they can network before the event and get to know who some of the exhibitors and attendees are going to be. Um, and they're also useful for following up with people afterwards. Now, I know I said a few months ago that Make It British wanted nothing more to do with Facebook groups because of a nasty incident I had in the Make It British community that we had on Facebook. However, for our Make It British Live event this year, we are going to be having a pop-up Facebook group. It's going to be launching this week. You'll find out how to join it only if you register for the show. So when you register for the show, we'll now be sending a link to join the Facebook group. It will only be available for six weeks before the show and a couple of weeks afterwards. And it will be a private and hidden group on Facebook. So we won't get any of those idiots that we had in the group last time, hopefully. So there are a lot more events now that are doing pop-up Facebook groups for events, for um, all sorts of things. So find out if there is something like that being run at an event that you are attending or exhibiting at and make sure you make full use of it. The next thing is to find out who else will be there if you possibly can. So do some research on the event. Check out who the other exhibitors are going to be. Obviously, the event organiser is not going to be able to share with you a copy of all the attendees coming because of data protection and GDPR and all that sort of thing. But do try and find out as much in advance, you know, who are the speakers going to be if they've got speakers at the event and who are the exhibitors going to be and who are the sponsors and who else is going to be there. Those sorts of things are really useful to know because by the time you get there, especially if it's a great big trade show like ours, you're thinking, oh, what was my agenda? Why was I coming? Who was I hoping to meet? And if you know who's going to be there and you can make a little list of who you're hoping to catch up with, you'll save yourself loads of time, particularly at big events. So those are the tips for what to do beforehand. What about during the event? If you've got a stand, what are you going to do? Now, presentation does matter. Your stand looks needs to be appealing and to entice people over and show off your products and your services clearly and shows what you need, what you actually do. Doesn't mean you need to have loads and loads of products and loads of things on your stand. In fact, quite often, less is more. So you don't need to feel you need to cram it. It just needs to look well designed, well thought out, and most of all, actually show to someone coming to your stand instantly, if they looked at it, would they know what your business did? 
So, for instance, we have garment manufacturers at our show and a lot of the products they make, might they might have under some sort of NDA with the designer who's designed them. So they can't actually show any of those products. And they quite often say to me, well, Kate, what am I going to bring along? Because I'm only making you know, coats for Burberry and Burberry won't let me take the coats. In that instance, what we've had manufacturers do is hang up patterns, garment patterns across the back wall of their of their booth, which is really effective. And when you see them, you know that that person is creating garments. So think a little bit outside of the box when it comes to what you can actually put in your stand and don't feel you need to cram it with lots and lots of stuff. It Does it sum up what your business does? And another thing is keep it tidy during the show. You'd be amazed how many people have coats and bags on their stands and Gosh, empty lunch boxes and all that sort of thing. Keep it neat and tidy. You're presenting your business. Oh, gosh, does that sound patronising? <laughs> I hope it doesn't. Um, it's fine for your desk to look like that at work. But when you get out there and you're presenting your brand, keep it tidy. It never ceases to amaze me. The state of some people stands after a couple of days at a show. Come on, guys, keep it looking professional. <laughs> And the other thing as well is make sure when you're on your stand, you look approachable. So I know events can be long and exhausting, but you you know, you've got to, you're, you're at the front there greeting people. If you're sat down, if you're facing away from everyone, if you're on your phone, if you're looking like you don't want to be disturbed, buyers and visitors to the show are not going to want to come and talk to you. Friendly face, eye contact, that sort of thing encourages people to come up to you and find out what you do. You've got to make that effort. I always know when I go to a show and you see people sitting on their stands and they've got their heads in their phone and they're not looking up, that those are going to be the people that are going to say that they've had a rubbish event. And that's usually why. You know, we've all been there, haven't we? You walk into a shop as well and there's some shop assistant sitting there on their phone and doesn't really want to serve you or seem like they actually want your business and it puts you off. So just bear that in mind. And if you're not the sort of person who is naturally ex extroverted and wants to be at the forefront of the stand, see if you can hire someone else, member of your family, someone else on your team who does want to be there and wants to talk to people. You can go and stand in the coffee area and network with people instead and leave them to manage your stand. <laughs> so talking of networking, obviously you don't want to spend all your time on your stand chatting to someone who you know from the minute you start talking to them is not the sort of person that's right for you or to do business from with you or who's going to buy anything from you. But you don't want to come across as rude or uninterested. So have a think about the sort of questions you can ask people when they come to your stand or your shop or wherever you may be about um, that qualifies them as to whether they're a good lead for you rather than general chit chat. And that will then cut straight to the point as to whether they are the right person. And your time is limited. If you've paid for a stand for two days at a show and you're spending half an hour talking to someone who's never going to buy from you, then you've wasted your time and money and effort with them being there. And I'm sure they won't want you wasting their time too. So just think of the questions that you can ask them to qualify them right for the start and then politely tell them that you don't think you're, they're a great match 
and move on because you never know the next person waiting to come along to chat to you who may pass you by if you're busy talking to the wrong person may actually be that buyer that you really want to meet. The next thing is make sure you introduce yourself to the other exhibitors. One of the best things about exhibiting at a trade show, and we get told this all the time by our exhibitors, is actually meeting all the other exhibitors and connecting with them and, you know, seeing them as potential collaborators rather than competitors. I mean, particularly at our event, we always get told that it's a great place for um, networking and for all the exhibitors to come along and do business with each other. It never ceases to amaze me about how many, how I kind of hear the following year about how many of the exhibitors have actually sold stuff to each other, which I just think is absolutely fantastic and, and completely what we aim for the event to be all about. So make sure that any event that you go to and if you are exhibiting, you get to speak to the other exhibitors because you never know where it may lead. And talking of leads, then make sure you've got a way of actually capturing them at the show. So some shows will give you out a scanner that you can use to scan visitors badges or you might want to take along an iPad, which you've got loaded with a form that you can ask people to fill in. You could even think of some sort of gift or competition that they could take part in in order to hand over your details. Or it may be something a simple as collecting business cards, but make sure you don't lose them. You put them somewhere safe. You might even want to get them just to write down their contact details in a book for you. Because if you are relying on them to take your card and follow up with you, I can guarantee that 50% of the people don't do that. They lose the cards. You, I still get so many people contacting us after our event saying, I've lost the brochure, I've lost the cards. I'm trying to find that knitwear manufacturer that was in the corner and I can't remember what his name was, um, but he had a pink hat on his stand. And Yes, that actually does happen. So if you're the person at the show, make sure you've got the details of the people that have passed your stand that you want to stay in touch with. So after the event, talking of staying in touch, don't leave it so long to follow up with them after the show. Make sure you do follow up with all of them and make the most of meeting of everyone you met there. You'll never know when you may actually need that connection going forward. So even if you're really busy now after the show and the first couple of people that you've spoken to and connected with are giving you some great business, make sure you've got the contact details and you stay in touch with all those other people because you never know when you might need them. And it's also really good to contact them when you're fresh in their minds too because you're then ahead of all of those exhibitors who haven't followed up. So when you do follow up with them, remind them where you met, what you discussed, and then try and encourage them to reply back to you and stay in touch with you as well so that you can keep that conversation going. And finally, make the most of social media after the event. So the event organisers will usually post stuff, a video that follows up from the show, share that, post about your experience of being at the event. It's a great opportunity to write some content for your own website. Maybe you want to write a blog post about your experience of it and let people know that you were there. Because actually, when people are searching online for something about that event, 
they'll just as easily find your information as the stuff that the event organisers are putting out. And you're then aligning yourself with that event that you've been to, which if it's a successful event, you want to be aligned with. You know, from our point of view, with our trade show, it's all about UK manufacturing and UK brands. And if you want to be known as someone who's manufacturing in the UK and the fact that you attended the show, then let everyone know about it. So I hope you found those tips useful. Just as a little reminder, if you do want a checklist to download for these, just go to makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash show tips, all one word, and you can grab yourself a handy PDF, which will be useful for any show you might be exhibiting at or attending. Right. Thank you very much. I'll be back next week with an interview with one of the exhibitors from our Make It British Live event. So look out for that. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Make It British podcast. I make an episode every Tuesday and Friday, plus there's also bonus episodes occasionally. So don't forget to subscribe in your favourite podcast app so that you get notified every time a new episode goes live. And if you enjoyed the show, I would really love it if you left me just a little review on iTunes. The more reviews this podcast receives, the more people will discover it and the more we can spread the word about making in the UK. Thanks once again for listening to the Make It British podcast. Bye bye.